The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. We are so fortunate today to get to have a conversation with both Gary Zukov and his wife and spiritual partner, Linda Francis, to talk with us about how we can create authentic power Gary Zukov challenges all of us to see the depth of our potential in the world and to act on that awareness. He's the author of four consecutive New York Times bestsellers, including Dancing Wu Lee Masters, The Seat of the Soul, Soul Stories, as well as The Heart of the Soul and The Mind of the Soul, both co-authored with Linda Francis and also New York Times bestsellers. They have also created the Self-Empowerment Journal that allows you to work right on the pages to find your self-empowerment and a DVD of their PBS special on The Heart of the Soul. Linda Francis, with 30 years' experience as a healer in her own right, as an RN and a chiropractor, has been spiritually partnered with Gary Zukov for 16 years, and we'll be talking just a bit about what is meant by spiritual partnerships in a moment. Along with co-authoring several books with Gary, Linda has also co-founded the Seat of the Soul Institute with Gary, an institute dedicated to assisting individuals in the enlightenment of the uh, excuse me the alignment of the personality with the soul or the creation of authentic power. Together. They have impacted the lives of millions of people all over the world with books, workshops, TV, including Gary's appearances on The Oprah Show, radio, and other media, as well as with the work of the Institute itself. Welcome, Gary and Linda, to the Authentic Living Show. We are so excited to get to be able to talk with you today. Well, it's wonderful to be here, Andrea. Yeah, so, so good to be with you. Okay. All right. Well, one of the things I wanted to do sort of right off the bat is sort of make a connection between what I've been talking about with the listeners and several other uh, guests have been talking about with regard to the authentic self and the soul, because I, I see them as interchangeable terms. Do you see them that way, or, or do we need to use different terms today? Um, I think we need to use different terms. Okay. All right. That's fine. So can you help our listeners know what you mean by soul? Of course. What I mean by a soul is a part of you and a part of me that is immortal, that existed before the personality died, and that will exist, that existed, pardon me, before the personality was born, and that will exist after the personality dies. And what Linda and I speak and have about and have dedicated our lives to is contributing as much as we can to an unprecedented transformation in human consciousness that is now underway. And that is the development of the ability to perceive beyond and to experience beyond the limitations of the five senses, beyond what we can see and hear and touch and hear and, and uh, taste and smell. And for most of 
human history, most individuals have been confined to these five senses. Now, with this transformation in human awareness that's now taking place, we are expanding beyond those limitations and the ability to experience ourselves as more than a body and a mind, as an, a soul at the same time, is at the heart of multisensory perception. So when I'm talking about soul, I'm talking about a part of you that will continue to exist after your personality dies and that existed before your personality was born. Okay, that's very clear. And I, and I, and I think that is, pretty, that is the same thing I would call the authentic self too. So, all right, what is the definition of authentic power? Can you tell us about authentic power? What does that mean? Well, I think you mentioned it. Authentic power is the alignment of the personality with the soul so that you become um, a person who is always um, interested and always making choices um, with the intentions of your soul, which are harmony and cooperation and sharing and reverence for life. So the idea of, of becoming authentically empowered is a choice by choice. I mean, it's an idea until you begin to make the choices um, that align your personality with your soul. Because if you are reacting, someone makes you angry uh, who pulls in front of you on the freeway, or if you're sad and in grief for years and years because someone passed on, um, and you don't look at what it is in you, or you keep having the same kinds of relationships over and over again that are destructive and painful, then uh, you begin to, at least I did, I began to look at how I needed to look at myself and see how I needed to change me rather than look outside of myself. So I began to make choices and really notice what was going on in me. So in other words, when I had a, an active part of me that was angry or jealous or was savior searching for yet another relationship that would be the right one, I began to see that I was the common denominator in all of this, and I needed to do some work inside myself. So when I read The Seed of the Soul um, in 1989, I was so excited. I hadn't met Gary yet. I'd read his book, The Dancing Wooly Masters, 20, uh, 10 years before that. But when I read The Seed of the Soul, it put things into place for me. So I began to want to create authentic power. I didn't really understand exactly how to do it because my... Uh, way of learning in the world was not to create authentic power. It was to manipulate and control people to try to get what I wanted. And so um, we're, we're going to be talking about this the whole time that we're talking with you so we can talk practically about how you can change yourself and uh, be creating authentic power. Wonderful. That is exactly what I know our listeners are looking for is that practical how-to because I hear that question a lot is how how to get that alignment into place. And one of the things that you said in your book is that your your books is that when we're not aligned, we sort of live in a splintered kind of um, I guess identity. We're we're splintered off. Can you say something about that and how that keeps us from being able to be in alignment? Well what you're talking about, I believe, is a splintered personality. Right. And and that's the the experience, for example, of of uh, feeling a couple of different ways about the same thing. For example, a, a homeless person who is uh, uh, asking you for money. There may be a part of you that wants to give the money, 
because you're compassionate, and another part of you that is frightened and wants to look away and walk past, and another part of you that's angry and wants to say, why don't you get a job? I had to get a job. And so uh, you're splintered in, okay. your, uh, in, in your experience of this person. Okay. And right. as you begin to integrate your personality, as you begin to uh, distinguish the different parts of your personality, you begin to be able to choose which of them you're going to act on and which of them you're not, which of them you're going to strengthen and cultivate, and which of them you're going to challenge and heal and uh, no longer be controlled by. Okay. And this is the process of creating authentic power. And as you create authentic power, your life fills with meaning. It becomes more purposeful. It becomes more joyful, more vital, more creative. And as you don't align your personality with your soul, in other words, as you don't do anything other than what you're doing now, your life remains as it is now. And the more you stay in your life, the less meaning it has, the less purpose it has. When you travel in a direction that your soul wants you to go, your life becomes um, very meaningful and purposeful. And when you travel in the opposite direction, your life empties of meaning and it becomes drudgery, as though you're always walking uphill and you're never getting to the top. Okay, so it sort of gets into the flow of that of that soulful energy when when you're living uh, in a whole integrated life. Yes, and getting into the flow is a choice. That's where creating authentic power comes in. Uh, how do you get into the flow of loving energy when you're so angry you can hardly talk, or when you're jealous, or when you're vengeful, or when you uh, are holding a grudge, or when you're feeling superior and entitled, or when you're feeling inferior and you need to please? That's where creating authentic power happens. That's where emotional awareness is required. That's where responsible choices on your part need to be made in order to change yourself. If you don't change yourself with your own volition, with your will, you won't change. And if you don't change, you'll continue to create the same kind of experiences that you've created in the past when you become angry or jealous or vengeful or felt superior or felt inferior or any of these things. Okay. And you know that brings us to choice because in the seat of the soul you say the center of the evolutionary process is choice and you also say that responsible choice is the conscious road to authentic empowerment. So how do we get clear on which choices are responsible or get clarity about what an authentic choice is? Well, let's stay with responsible choice. Okay. Because authentic choice is something that I'm not I'm not sure I mean, that, that, that could be interpreted in different ways, but responsible choice uh, has this definition for us. A responsible choice is a choice that creates consequences for which the chooser is willing to assume responsibility. So in other words, if you act on your anger habitually, you know by now what your anger will create. It isolates you from people. It prevents you from becoming intimate with them. They're frightened of you. They're intimidated uh, by you, you feel lonely and isolated, and the more isolated and lonely you feel, the more angry you become. These are the consequences of anger. If you want to create more of them, then all you need to do is act on your anger the next time you become angry the way that you have in the past. But if you want to create something different, if you want to create something different, Andrea, then you need to be aware of when you are angry, of 
what it feels like so that while you are experiencing anger, you can create different consequences. That's a responsible choice. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so what you're saying then is that when, where the rubber meets the road is choice. Choice is the final arbiter. Choice is the determiner. Choice doesn't arbitrate anything it creates. The creative process is choice. That is the fundamental creative process, and specifically, choice of intention. We are, I, I would like uh, your, our listeners to consider the possibility that we are each compassionate and loving, powerful, and creative spirits. And we create with our choices. When you create with the frightened parts of your personality, you create unconsciously habitually, robotically, you create as you have in the past. Okay. Well, we're going to come back to that right after the break. Today, we're talking to Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis about creating authentic power. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T, with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Welcome back to Authentic Living, brought to you by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. Today we're talking with Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis about taking, uh, creating authentic power. Just before the break, we were talking about the consequences of uh, choices that we make that can, uh, of which, let me rephrase that, all the choices that we make have consequences, and we were talking about which kind of consequences we want to choose, and the power of choices being uh, the center of the evolutionary process. So I want to ask you uh, if you have any other comments about that. Well, I, I definitely have a comment. I wanted to make it really practical for people. Okay. Because I know that a lot of times um, we think that, well, if we're, you know, let's say I'll give an example of my own life. I used to feel jealous. Every time I was in a relationship with a man, I would be concerned about what other women look like, and I'd be you know, worried about them looking for someone else for many, many, all my life that I can remember. And um, I, when, when Gary and I met um, in 1993 um, and decided we would create a spiritual partnership, and I was ready to be in a, a really healthy relationship at that time. I had decided that it would be okay if I wasn't in a relationship at all, but if I were going to be in one, it would have to be a really healthy relationship, and I wanted a spiritual partnership, even though I didn't know how to create it. But what I found is that everything that I hadn't dealt with in all the other relationships I'd been in came up in this relationship, of course. So my jealousy came up very strongly. And what I, what I had decided to do, the choice that I made that was so different than I'd made before is that I decided instead of blaming my partner or trying to change him, I would look at myself and see why is this coming up in me? Why am I feeling this jealousy? I've felt it all my life. Why is it coming up again? So I began to feel where that was in my body because every time I would feel jealous, I could feel it really strongly physically in different areas of my body. And um, I would notice it and I would notice the thoughts I would start having in the way I would start withdrawing and feeling angry and judging. And so I began to notice this, and I, I made it, set an intention to change it. And it didn't change right away, but I just kept doing it. And sometimes I would talk to Gary about it and say, I'm feeling that again, but I'm not going to act on it. I'm not going to withdraw from you or push you away because I'm upset about this, um, you know, because of these frightened parts of me, basically, that I want to heal. I want to do that. And so as I did that, uh, time and time again, kept challenging those parts of me that would come up. I began to make, you know, those conscious choices not to act in the way that I had before when I felt those feelings. And I absolutely have. I mean, every once in a while, I'll feel a little twinge of those frightened parts, but they don't have any power over me at all. Nothing, because I just kept choosing differently, right. choosing to do it differently, and instead of looking outside of myself and trying to change, I cha- began to change myself inside, and I've done that in all the time. That's, my, that's what I do in my life. I make a practice of noticing what's going on in me so that I make healthy choices rather than fearful choices. So that's an example. 
Yes, and a very good one. Um, I want to refer our listeners to what you guys have to say about spiritual partnership, the guidelines for spiritual partnership on your website. Um, and, and, and I do want to talk about that just a little bit, um, just to acknowledge that that is a very different kind of way of looking at relationship, and it does uh, bring about authentic power in, in, in the relationship as well as between both individuals in the relationship. So uh, you want to lead our, our listeners to that website, well, our, our website is um, seatofthesoul.com, the name of the book, seat, S-E-A-T of the S-O-U-L.com, and we have um, spiritual partnership guidelines that you can print off of the website. Just um, you know, go to the place where, where they are and print them off, and you can use them. But what, what I'd recommend is that you might want to read some of the books, especially The Heart of the Soul mm-hmm. uh, on Emotional Awareness and The Seat of the Soul, before you um, really embark on this, because it really is, it's, it's, it is the spiritual partnership guidelines. It's what you can do, how you can interact with other people in your life as you're creating authentic power. They may not be. They may not be interested in that, but you can still create authentic power whether the other person is interested or not. But if they're, if they're also interested in, in creating authentic power, in other words, growing spiritually, then they, um, then you can have a spiritual partnership like Gary and I have, and we have spiritual partnerships with many people. Um, so it's not just a dyadic relationship. It's, it's any, we have spiritual partnerships with our grandchildren, with our children, with, um, with our coworkers, with the people in our three-year program. We have you know, spiritual partnerships with many people because the people that, that we're interacting with are people that are interested in their own growth, that are interested in creating authentic power. Right, right. And you mentioned in the heart of the soul, and I want to say, in that book you say, if you're not aware of what you're feeling in your body and what you're thinking, you are not aware of the present moment. And I think that is one of your most powerful statements because so much of what we hear everywhere else is all about not being aware of what's going on internally but ignoring that in favor of what's going on externally. So I want to bring that to the practical now and say uh, this example of your uh, of the jealousy that you experienced when it comes to the moment of deciding which way you're going to go how does one begin to to really clarify that choice well this this is where the guidelines can can help you uh, I agree with Linda it would be uh, helpful to read the seat of the soul and the heart of the soul but I believe that you can print the spiritual partnership guidelines from uh, seatofthesoul.com and begin to experiment with them immediately. For example, uh, uh, the first guideline is focus on what I can learn about myself all the time. Not about others, but about myself, especially from my reactions such as anger and fear, jealousy, resentment, impatience, instead of judging or blaming others or myself. This is the basic orientation. To create authentic power requires changing yourself. To create external power, the ability to manipulate and to control, requires changing other people. External power is something that we know well. We've been practicing it all our lives. Our species has employed it since our origin as a species. It has been our evolutionary modality. It has enabled us to survive, but it no longer works. We're in new territory now. We've crossed the threshold. We're becoming a different species, a multi-sensory species, which means a species that isn't confined to the perceptions of the five senses. 
and also because of our new perception that is emerging, we are also beginning to understand power differently. We are beginning to understand it as the alignment of the personality with the soul, which is what Linda mentioned in the first segment. And your soul is that part of you that longs for harmony and cooperation and sharing and reverence for life. So everyone, at least that's listening to this program, wants to align with that. But how do you do it when you're angry or jealous, as we mentioned before? How do you do it when you're feeling superior or inferior? <coughs> Pardon me. How do you do it when all you can think about is eating or shopping or gambling or sex or masturbating or using drugs or alcohol? That's where creating authentic power comes into the picture. Okay. That's, and the first step of that is focusing on what you can learn about yourself from your experiences. Because what you can learn about yourself is uh, specifically when frightened parts of your personality are active and when loving parts of your personality are active. The loving parts are those parts that are generous, patient, kind, um, grateful, content. And then you can decide if you want to act on the frightened parts or choose a loving part instead, even while a frightened part of your personality is active. And that's how you create authentic power. Right. So when it comes down to the issue of the relationship between the personality and the soul and aligning those two, um, can, you, can you explain exactly the, what is the relationship between the personality and soul first? I guess that would be an important piece to get first before we proceed. Whatever Linda and I present to you or to our listeners, we don't present as dogma or something that we feel that you need to believe or that we want you to believe. We present it as a window through which we've come to see life, and we offer you this window too. And we hope that it will be help, as helpful to you as it has been to us. And the view of this perception is uh, a multi-sensory perception. From a multi-sensory point of view, your personality is an energy tool of your soul. It is a vehicle that your soul adopts or adapts for a journey through the domain or the experiences of time and space and matter and duality. Let's, we call that the earth school. And so your personality is not the fullness of your soul. And you can't experience the fullness of your soul while you are in the earth school, while you have a personality, while you have a body, while you have a mind. But you will experience it again when you return home to non-physical reality. And that happens when your personality dies. Ashes return to ashes and dust to dust. But your soul does not. Your soul is that part of you that is immortal. In other words, as you become multisensory, you begin to entertain the idea and then to consider and then to experience that neither consciousness nor responsibility into death. This gives you a new perspective on your life. Absolutely, it does. Very, a much deeper, much more profound perspective. 
Okay, well, we're going to be back in just a moment. We're talking today with Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis about creating authentic power. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desk, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, 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 there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We're back with Authentic Living, talking with Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis about creating authentic power. You guys talk about multisensory personality a lot in The Seat of the Soul and some of your other books as well. And I want to uh, really understand what that means and ha- ask how that does that help us to develop authentic power? <laughs> well, multisensory perception is what is happening to the human species. This is the great transformation of consciousness that is underway. Multisensory perception is the expansion of your perception beyond the limitations of the five senses, beyond what you can hear and taste and touch and smell and see. You don't have to make multisensory perception happen. It's emerging in millions of people. It's probably emerging in you if you're listening to this programming this kind of programming. Multisensory perception makes you more aware. It helps you begin to mm, see impersonally as you're in the earth school. It, you, you can begin to see that there's a reason, there's a purpose for each of your interactions and experiences, even those that are painful or that would appear to other people as tragic. It allows you to know things that your five senses can't can't tell you about yourself and about other people. It allows you to experience yourself as an immortal being and a five-century personality at the same time. Now, I don't think I, I, I don't intend to, to to be mystical. It's simply the sense that you're more than you thought you were. That you're, the sense that your life has a meaning, that it's purposeful, and that you want to find that meaning and you want to live that. Meaning. It's a sense of authentic powers, the experience of being content and grateful and fully engaged in the present moment. 
It's the experience of knowing that your life has a purpose and what you're doing serves that purpose. It's uh, the experience of, of gratitude. It's the experience of appreciation. A lot of people have had temporary experiences of authentic power in their lives. For example, uh, cooking a meal for a friend. Or uh, maybe uh, for you, it's uh, doing a show that is just right. You're right in the groove. Or uh, for me, when I'm writing a book, and I know that what I'm saying is right, and the way that I'm expressing it is grounded and helpful and accessible, and I feel good. And I don't want for anything in that moment. That's the experience of authentic power. Mm -hmm. And it can be created deliberately, consciously, ongoingly. And that is now our evolutionary modality. That is what we need to do in order to evolve. So to be as clear as I can, multisensory perception will not make anyone less angry, more patient, more caring, more uh, present. It will make everyone in whom it emerges more aware. Whether you create, whether you create authentic power or not, is for you to decide. That requires choice. That requires will. That requires emotional awareness. So I think, Andrea, I could give a really practical um, example of something that happened to me okay. um, so that you can understand the difference between the two. When Gary and I met, um, I had read The Seat of the Soul, his, both of his books before, and I was really loved The Seat of the Soul, and I, it spoke to me. I knew that it was true. And um, when I met him, uh, I, he was uh, presenting at an event, and I was participating in the event. And I was very frightened to meet him. I felt very inferior to him because he was this great author who had written these really important books that were important to me. And so I felt so inferior to him. And I started having experiences at this retreat that I knew I was being connected with him from a, multi, a multi-sensory experience of knowing that there's a connection happening between us and I didn't understand it or know why. And I'll give you an, an example of that. When when he was uh, speaking, one he was speaking one night at this at this retreat. And as he was speaking about the seat of the soul, I was getting information about him from my from my guidance, um, and knowing that I knew a lot of things about him that he did, wasn't talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really quite revealing. For, for instance, I knew he was frightened to be in a relationship. At that, at that time. Um, but on the other hand, I had frightened parts of my personality that felt inferior to him, that couldn't see how I could possibly even talk to him, let alone see if the connection was something that I wanted to uh, look into. But, uh, but what, I, what I realized is that I felt so much pain, in, especially in my um, solar plexus and in my heart, um, when I when I uh, thought about speaking to him and uh, just the thought of, of um, connecting with him. So I knew I was really experiencing the pain of that feeling unworthy, which I'd felt all my life in different situations. But I chose, I knew I was choosing to, because of information I was getting and knowing that I was having multisensory experiences 
and intuition, I decided to see what would happen if I, you know, went forward to see what would happen in the relationship. And as it turned out, we began to form a spiritual partnership immediately. So um, following my intuition, following noticing the multisensory experiences that were happening made such a difference for me because I didn't let the part of me that felt inferior control my life, which it had all my life right. in certain situations. Right. So you had two different voices going on at the same time. One was the voice of your past and one was the, your intuitive response, and you chose to go with the intuitive response, and which made it an authentic interaction. Well, one was, was a, um, an experience of frightened parts of my personality that felt inferior uh-huh. and was very strong in me. And I did not want that part of me to control me anymore. And I made a definite choice not to let that happen and to see what would happen if I followed what I thought was my intuitive understanding and my connection that I was feeling with Gary. And and it didn't matter what he was doing. It only mattered that I was following something that I I needed to do and see what would happen. And what happened is um, amazing uh, that we were able to really create a spiritual partnership with each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really fascinating. Cause I, and, that, and, and then, of course, the jealousy came up. I told you about that. And many frightened parts of my personality came up. But, I, but my intention is to always um, to challenge those parts of me and not let them run my life anymore and to make choices from loving parts of my personality. And that's what I, that is my moment-to-moment way that I try to live my life. Right, and that brings us to the idea of living courageously because it does take some courage to make those kind of choices, and you guys have been talking about living courageously a lot this year. So how can you tell us how it goes from courage to creating authentic power? Yes, the, the, the two are inseparable. The frightened parts of your personality uh, are painful to experience. And if you read the uh, Heart of the Soul, it'll help you develop emotional awareness uh, because it gives you practices and exercises. But it's very easy to understand emotional awareness. You simply put your attention in your body in different uh, seven different areas, and, and in particular in your throat area, your chest area, and your stomach or your solar plexus area. And whenever you find any sensations in those parts of your body that are painful or uncomfortable, you'll know that a frightened part of your personality is active. For example, if a relationship uh, dissolves and you really feel that you need this relationship or you're not sure you can pay your rent or your house gets foreclosed, you'll feel a lot in your solar plexus area and probably in your chest area. These are the painful physical sensations that tell you that a frightened part of your personality is active. Most people don't have the courage or the skill to experience those. Instead, they drink, shout, feel superior, feel inferior, become jealous, or they know that they're angry, they know that they're frightened, but to mask that, they drink, or they eat, or they have sex, or they watch television. And, that, and that's because they don't realize that they can, they can have frightened parts of their personality become active, because you can't stop that from happening. Frightened parts come, become active whenever they do, but you can choose what you'll do. But most people don't even know that it's a frightened part of their personality that's active, so they get angry and they feel like they have a right to shout. They have a right to, because they're right about it, and they have a right to do that. But what we're saying is to create authentic power, you have to be very aware 
of what it is that you're doing and who, what's happening in your body and what thoughts you're having and what intentions that you have in the world. And when you, when you really begin to see that, your life will begin to change. It'll begin to transform. But to do that, you do have to live courageously because you have to be, take responsibility for the feelings that you're having rather than blaming everyone else and trying to change them. Right, and, and that kind of courage comes from the experience itself, just being committed to having the experience, to being able to be present with whatever you're feeling and thinking and then making a direct choice to stay with your intention rather than sort of the, what I would call negative or lesser feelings and, and, and thoughts. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. But the frightened parts of your personality have intentions too, mm-hmm. and the loving parts of your personality have intentions. A responsible choice, one that creates the healthiest consequences, will be one of a loving part of your personality, will be the intention to create constructive, positive consequences instead of destructive and painful consequences. And, and when you add that to it, you are exactly right. It is a matter of awareness, and it's a matter of choice. And it takes courage when you are frightened to challenge a frightened part of your personality. In other words, when you feel like shouting or withdrawing emotionally or blaming or judging or eating or gambling or shopping, it takes courage to stop and feel the physical sensations in your body and then choose not to do what that frightened part of your personality has habitually done, to choose something else. That is the difference between a reaction and a response. The reaction is robotic, it's zombie-like, it's, it's predictable, but the response is conscious, it's unpredictable, it is consciously creative yes. and consciously constructive. Yes, and you know, I'm thinking, Andrea, I want to remind people to go to our website, seatofthesoul.com, S-E-A-T of the soul.com, and print off the Spiritual Partnership Guidelines, and exactly what we're talking about, um, there are, there's an, a section of the guidelines called Courage. Mm-hmm. That's stretching yourself beyond the limited perspectives of the frightened parts of your personality, and it'll give three guidelines there about that on the website. And also, they may want to take the free online course that's there because that's all about living courageously as well, and it's about creating authentic power. And also, if... If they want to, the thing, the thing that I've, I've, I've noticed, you know, like people have read The Seed of the Soul, they've read our books, but it's not until they actually start practicing day by day that things really begin to change. Absolutely. That practice is just, it's the bottom, it's the bottom <laughs> rung of the ladder where we get down here to planet Earth. We're going to be back for our final segment of Authentic Living, talking today to Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis about creating authentic power. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? 
Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earned my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. Skills USA can help. What is Skills USA? Skills USA is life changing. Skills USA is awesome. Skills USA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. Skills USA is amazing. Skills USA is motivating. Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at skillsusa.org. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with the final segment today, talking with Gary Zukov and his wife and spiritual partner, Linda Francis, about creating authentic power. Um, We are, uh, I want to, 
refer our readers back to your books first, uh, The Seat of the Soul, The Mind of the Soul, The Heart of the Soul. Those are all books that will help you, dear listener, to really be able to access and be able and uh, create your own authentic power. So I want to do that. And then I want to ask you, Gary and Linda, to tell us more about your website and what you have to offer that will help our listeners to really be able to create their own authentic power. Well, Andrea, as we've been talking, um, of course, reading the books is really helpful to people. And But what we've noticed is that people, what, and what we've noticed from the beginning, we started doing workshops many years ago and realized that um, we really wanted to support people practically so they would really know how to use the information that they'd been reading about for so long. And so in our workshops, they're very experiential. So we offer different kinds of workshops. Um, we have a five-day event um, next summer called the Journey to the Soul. We do small events throughout the year, and, but we have a three-year program as well. And that one is for people who are really, really focused on creating authentic power, who want to uh, really learn about it and use it as an ongoing practice in their life every day. And they, you know, so it's like a community of spiritual partners um, that live all over the world, but, but practice together by phone, or they come to come to our uh, Ashland, Oregon, where, where we live, uh, three times a year. They have online courses. Um, so we do many, many things, any way we can to support people. We're always looking at better ways of supporting people everywhere in the world in any way we can to create authentic power. Yeah, we've spoken several times about spiritual partnership. Uh, a spiritual partnership is a partnership between equals for the purpose of spiritual growth for the purpose of creating authentic power, for the purpose of becoming emotionally aware and making responsible choices, for the purpose of becoming the authority in your own life. And spiritual partners hold that goal in common, and they assist one another, although they can't grow spiritually for one another. It's a wonderful dynamic, and although Linda and I are married, uh, we both look at spiritual partnership as our primary relationship. That's the way I relate to Linda, as a spiritual partner. And that's the way she relates to me. And I appreciate your letting us tell people about the Seat of the Soul Institute and the programs that we offer because all of them are designed to help individuals create authentic power, the alignment of the personality with the soul. And as you uh, mentioned, we have a three-year program uh, that people can apply for. Uh, once a year, as Linda mentioned, we have a five-day retreat uh, next year in 2010, it'll be outside of Portland, Oregon, on Mount Hood. And we have three more public events that we're giving this year. We give about six or maybe eight events a year, uh, public events. And the, the ones that are, uh, we're going to be in Grass Valley, California. We're going to be in New York City. And then we're going to wrap up the year in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So uh, if uh, any of you uh, uh, are, would like to attend those events, please come to our website. Uh, at all of the events, we have people from all over the world, uh, from Asia, from Europe, from uh, sometimes from South America, certainly from Canada and all over the United States. And I'd love to meet you personally. So, uh, uh, And I, I do hope that you find theseatofthesoul.com helpful to you and something that you can go back to again and again. Okay. Thank you for that. I'm sure our listeners have written all that down. I was. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think one of the things I want to sort of close out with is one of the most important features, as I see it, of the Spiritual Partnership Guidelines, 
which is compassion, which is both seeing yourself and others as souls who sometimes have frightened parts of their personalities activate. And, I, and the reason I say that is because so many times we get to doing the work of, uh, of trying to be authentic or creating authentic power, and, and we begin to judge ourselves and we begin to be harshly critical and why can't I get rid of that anger and why can't I get rid of this thing that I'm doing instead of really being compassionate toward ourselves and, and processing through that. So I want to ask you about this compassion and, and, and ask you how you think it can help people develop authentic power. Well, compassion comes from your practice, your practice of, of um, making your spiritual growth your highest priority. And when you do make it your highest priority, it means that you're interested in looking at why you're having reactions to people, why you're angry at yourself, what, you know, and really looking at those frightened parts and challenging them and, um, and cultivating the loving parts of your personality and using your courage to do what you need to do. And when you do all of that, you begin to have, you begin to feel compassionate all the time for yourself and other people because you are in your integrity, you're doing what you need to do, you're saying the hard things that need to be said, you're challenging the frightened parts of your own personality and cultivating loving parts. So it all comes together. It's not that you can develop compassion separate from creating authentic power. It's all, all together and it happens. It just it happens because you are doing your work. You're doing what you came here to do. This is what I Gary and I feel. I feel like I was born create authentic power, to not be doing the things that I used to do, letting my frightened parts live my life, take over my life. I don't want that anymore. And, and they're hard to detect because some of them are so familiar. You don't think of them as frightened parts of your personality. They're just who you are. Mm -hmm. But that's not so. And the more, the more that you uncover and the more spiritual partners that you have that you can actually practice with, they can help you to see things you might not be seeing. And the more that you do that, the more that you create authentic power, the more, the greater your intention is, the more you feel compassion for yourself and for other people. It's really quite remarkable what happens. Yes, the process does unfold that way. It seems like the mind informs the body, the, uh, the body informs the heart and the mind, and, and then the mind informs the body and the heart, and it's just this ever-increasing um, cycle of awareness. Would you yes. guys agree with that? Yes, well, I, I don't know if I would say it quite like that, but I think you pro we're probably saying the same thing. Right, okay. No, yeah, because it, it's, it, when, when I, the mind, um, if the mind is coupled with a frightened, using a frightened part of the personality, is you, the, the thoughts are coming from your mind, you know? Well, that, I don't want to go with that. I want to go with what I know are loving thoughts and, um, and loving intentions. And so I keep working with that and um, keep working with seeing what emotions are there. Are they emotions that come from fear or love? Are they thoughts that come from fear or love? Are they intentions that come from fear yes. or love? As you create authentic power, your intellect becomes an employee. It's no longer chairman of the board. Okay. That start. makes perfect sense. <laughs> close out for today. Okay. That's it for Authentic Power today. Thank you so very much, Gary and Linda, for being on our show today. And tune in again next week. We'll be talking to John Borisenko about It's Not the End of the World. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself.
Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.